Good morning for Thursday, November 4th, 2010. This is the New York Times Audio Digest, presented by Audible. Here's what's making news on the front page today. Deep rifts divide Obama and the GOP. Democrats are outrun by a two-year comeback plan, and Fed sets out a plan using $600 billion to spur the economy. In today's national headlines, a conservative tide sweeps out judges, too. With write-in leading, Alaska will count faster, and gains at state level could give the GOP a boost for years. In today's financial headlines, Wall Street's groove is back, and big pay, too. Drug maker offers secret rebates on costly eye drug, and GM executives can use jets to promote a stock sale. There will, of course, be more business stories along with national and world news. A roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist Gail Collins. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is titled, Deep Rifts Divide Obama and the GOP. President Obama and newly empowered Republican leaders professed a desire on Wednesday to work together, but yielded little ground on deep policy differences, foreshadowing the profound challenge of turning around a flagging economy under a divided government. After what Obama described as an electoral shellacking for his party, the two sides gingerly explored the reshaped political terrain and sought to define Tuesday's results. Republicans claimed a mandate to reverse Obama's agenda while the president cast the vote as a cry of frustration that he's not moved fast enough. Over the last two years, we've made progress, Obama said at a White House news conference, intended to reassert his leadership as Republicans celebrated their capture of the House and gains in the Senate. But clearly, Obama said, too many Americans haven't felt that progress yet, and they told us that yesterday. And as president, I take responsibility for that. More conciliatory than contrite, Obama used that phrase, take responsibility, six times, but rejected the suggestion that his policies were moving the country in the wrong direction. He conceded that legislation to limit greenhouse gases is dead and said he was absolutely willing to negotiate over the extension of tax cuts, including for the wealthy. But he drew the line at any major retreat from signature priorities, saying he would agree to tweak his health care program, not re-litigate arguments over its central elements. While Republicans also called for more cooperation, they suggested that Democrats may not have fully absorbed the lessons of their drubbing. Their view is that we haven't cooperated enough, said Senator Mitch McConnell of Kentucky, the Republican minority leader. I think what the American people were saying yesterday is that they appreciated us saying no to the things that the American people indicated they were not in favor of. The trials awaiting a fractured capital could arrive swiftly when the departing Democratic Congress returns in lame duck session later this month, with contentious issues like tax cuts, the federal debt limit, unemployment insurance, an arms control treaty with Russia, and gays in the military all on the table. As Washington awoke to the new order on Wednesday, Republicans had picked up at least 60 seats in the House, with 11 races undecided the biggest swing since the post-war 1948 elections under President Harry Truman. They took at least six seats in the Senate, falling short of control, with two races still undecided. The election results immediately played out on Capitol Hill, as House Republicans began a leadership shuffle and Democrats awaited a decision by Speaker Nancy Pelosi of California on whether she intends to remain as her party's leadership in the minority. Pelosi told ABC News that she would talk with her family and pray over it before deciding.